0: Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur podcast. I am joined by a very special guest today. Sandra Danielle is the creator and founder of Wish on Wildflowers, which focuses on life enhancement coaching for women. She is a certified life coach, and her main desire is for all women to know their self worth trust themselves, and break free from old stories and labels that are holding them back from living a joyful life. I love your messaging. I love what you do, and I'm so excited to have you on the
1: podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here.
0: I would love to, of course, start with your story and how you got started in business and as a life
1: coach. I will say I never thought about being a life coach. I didn't even know what a life coach is. But like many things, you are on your path and you're looking for something more. And I was at a point in my life where I was craving something more. I was desiring something more. I was waking up in the morning thinking, is this it? This can't be it. And I think many women ask themselves that question. And in that process, I was going to therapy. I was doing all of the things to try to figure out what was missing. And in therapy, I realized I was just telling the same story over and over again, and it wasn't moving me forward and loving self-help books and reading all of them. I fall on this thing called life coaching (laughs) and I think, oh, I wonder what that's about. In doing my research, I stumbled upon somebody that I was really interested in working with, but wanted to know what their background was and what made them so special. And I found that they had gone through a certification process through Coaches Training Institute, and then was certified through International Coaching Federation. And part of that process, Program was to hire a life coach. So I thought, well, why don't I just do the program and hire myself a life coach? And that's really how this journey started. I fell in love with life coaching. I had huge breakthroughs, personal breakthroughs. And I just thought, I want to share this with other women. I want other women to know they can feel this good.
0: That is such a powerful story. And I love that you've also been on the other side of it where you've worked with a life coach. And through that experience, you can see the value in it. I think that almost every woman at most points of their life could use a life coach.
1: Yes. And if you don't know what life coaching is about, you would question that, right? You would say, well, why? What's the point? And I would tell everybody you probably need therapy too, but they're very different. Therapy is looking back and going through those old stories and coaching is here I am today. And where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Now that I've worked through this gunk that was holding me back and I'm moving into my authentic self, working with a life coach opens up so many doors.
0: I think that's so important, especially being your authentic self. So many people struggle with Accepting themselves and really, truly being authentic. I think a lot of people hear that word and they're thinking, yeah, I'm being authentic. I'm who I am. But is it really like on a deeper level, authentic to who
1: you are? And that's really what coaching is. It's about going deeper and figuring out, am I presenting the person that I think I should be? Or am I presenting the person that I am? As a personal story, I found that I was this amoeba. It depended who I was with and where I was. I could switch into any type of personality.
0: Like a chameleon.
1: (laughs) Chameleon. Thank you. Yes. To fit in. But I was miserable. It was so hard because I wasn't honoring my values. And that's really where it starts is who are you? What do you value And how do you show up in the world using those values as a grounding space to make decisions from and move your life forward?
0: What you said there, like especially when it comes to introverts, I feel like we do that a lot. We try to be somebody that we're not and be a bit of a chameleon in certain situations. And then it just drains us because we're trying to be somebody else. We're putting on a fake persona and... It's just not real. It would be so draining to have to put up a fake facade 24-7.
1: It's hard. And what's really interesting that you touch on the introvert is that I am an introvert and no one believes that. (laughs) You know, everyone is, there is no way you're so outgoing. Everybody loves you. Okay, sure. Maybe that's true, but I love nothing more than just being... Home alone, reading a book, re energizing, recalibrating. So, sure, we can put all sorts of fronts out there. But again, who we are at the core is where we need to focus our energy and make sure that we're protecting that.
0: What type of clients do you typically work with? What is their main issue or their main thing that they want to improve to have their life become? More joyful and love their life more.
1: It's interesting. I've found that it really goes across the board. I have had women come to me that wanted to start something new. For example, they wanted to start a new business. And really, it's about their self confidence and finding again who they are as a person, right? So they may come saying, Oh, I want to do this thing, whatever it is, but I just can't. I'm, full of self-doubt and I'm not sure if I have all the skills. So we work through that. We work through what are your limiting beliefs? Why do you think that you can't do this? I have had women start their own business. I have had a mom that had three kids that had never gone to college that went back to college and got her teaching credential I have people that I'm working with right now that it's really, I just feel stuck. I'm just unhappy. I don't know why. So it really is across the board at different points in our life. We experience different things. I find a lot of the women that come to me have been churning in their own thoughts for a really long time and realize I just need something different
0: that's so powerful too. And I saw a post that you shared on Instagram about only listen to the voices in your head when they are cheering you on. And I love that because it touches on self judgment, criticism, imposter syndrome. It's so relatable. And I think all of us kind of struggle with that too, whether we're feeling like we're stuck and we're criticizing ourselves for being stuck. And why can't I just figure out what I need? But sometimes you really do Need somebody to help you dive deeper into what is holding you back? What are you actually struggling with? And how to actually be nicer to yourself?
1: Those are all key things. And what's interesting is a lot of times what we believe is holding us back is not actually what's holding us back. We make up all of these stories oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, it's going to cost too much money. All of these things. And really, that's just our safety net. That's just what we keep bouncing against because it feels safe. It's something that we know. But when we start throwing those things to the side and we say, okay, those are great excuses and they're easy, but what is it really? What are the self-doubts that are coming up? Those are the things that when we start getting to that, the real story and peeling that back and understanding those limiting beliefs when things change. It's a real, oh, I love how you put that. I feel like a lot of those excuses are
0: fear-based. It's actually fear is what's holding us back from whatever it is.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things that I think makes me a good coach is I have lived through all of this, right? I in fact, just did a post the other day that said, true story. I was stuck in my corporate job. I knew I didn't love it. I knew it was basically dragging me down, but it was safe. It was easy. It was acceptable. And I had to break through my own stories to say, no, you're not happy. You're not Showing the way, if you stay in this job, you need to do something different. And I made the leap because I believe I have to walk the talk and so much happier.
0: So many people stay in corporate jobs that they just really dislike and are horrible and soul draining just because the fear is holding them back from taking that leap. Like you said, really, I think diving into why you're so fearful about taking that leap is what's going to help you overcome it and take it because fear is such a powerful thing in all aspects of life. It's so incredible how fear really affects a lot of our decisions and a lot of our paths in life.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that fear is... And you can call it fear, you can call it any number of things, but it's that roadblock that we just continue to hit against, or we just run from it. I said about fear, it's finding excuses and running, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to know what that's about. So you run from it. And in the running, you're really running towards disappointment. You're letting yourself down.
0: What is your best advice for somebody who is dealing with and struggling with a lot of self-judgment and criticism when they're really getting in a negative mind space? What is your best advice for somebody overcoming that or getting out of that kind of mindset?
1: So I stop a little bit on the word advice because I don't like to give advice per se. I think for everyone, it's different and they need to find their own path, what works for them. But I am a strong believer in affirmations. I'm a strong believer in looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I am beautiful. I am good. I am whole. And it's going to feel really uncomfortable, but we need to change the messaging. We need to change what we're telling ourselves. I also strongly believe in reading positive quotes. Getting inspiration from those, listening to podcasts, and recognizing when you're telling yourself a story. So, when you start going down that path of, oh, I'm so awful, I'm so this, ask yourself, wait, why are you so awful? What did you do that made you so awful? We are living, breathing creatures and we make mistakes. We don't always do the right thing, we don't always make the right decisions, and that's okay. We just need to accept that as being okay.
0: I love that you said positive affirmations and positive quotes. Because I feel like, especially in terms of social media, what you are seeing and what you're consuming does have an influence on how you're feeling. So I've taken a lot of time lately to curate my feed, make sure that who I'm following doesn't give me some negative feelings. Like ever, I want to be surrounded by positivity. Because if I'm surrounded by it, there's less of a chance that I'm going to start to criticize myself.
1: Absolutely. And I think the key also with Instagram or any type of social media is not getting stuck in comparison. And if you find yourself following someone and you're stuck in comparison or their feed doesn't fill you up, it makes you feel less than, it's probably best to let that person go. Because a lot of our self-judgment comes from comparison. Let's be real. You're not like me. I'm not like you. And there's really nothing to compare (laughs) because we're different. And that's what makes us so beautiful. And that's what makes us each so unique. We need to learn to love who we are without trying to be someone else.
0: I feel like a lot of people too, when they get stuck especially entrepreneurs, when they're comparing on social media, it's like you're comparing somebody's five-year point to your two-month point. It's not in any way comparable. Then I find some people either get stuck in jealousy or they use it as motivation. So if you're getting stuck in jealousy, you have control over your feed. You can easily unfollow them and get them out of your world. But one experience I had when I was doing my jewelry business and started on Amazon, there was a Facebook group for sellers. And a lot of people were questioning about how successful Amazon could be. So I offered advice and said what I was experiencing. Like I didn't hold anything back. I was very upfront about the results I was getting. And within a few hours, I started getting really awful messages. I started getting people leaving fake reviews, targeting my business because they were jealous. They didn't see it as something to be motivated by or inspirational to see what was possible. They just got in their own head about, I can't get this level of success. So I'm going to try to tear somebody else down. And I've had to do a lot of work on that myself. Not that I would ever tear down somebody's business, but instead of feeling jealous, I'm like, look at what's possible. Look at what this person is doing. Look at how awesome this is. But if it does start to get to the point where I find a lot of people in the online space, they talk about money consistently. If all somebody talks about is 10K months and six figure launches, I will remove them because I don't need to see the numbers. That's not really
1: what I measure success by either. And that goes back to what are your values? So if someone is drawn to a big number, then they're probably going to follow that person. They might feel really bad while they're following them if they're not hitting 5K or 10K. But what I love is you've indicated what your values are as a business owner and you know what your guiding principle is. I think that makes all the difference and new business owners or people that have been in business for a long time, get really clear on what those values are. I think that alone helps them decide who to follow, who not to follow and remove some of that jealousy or the comparison. Not that it stops because we're still human and we're always going to. Like you said, it can be very motivational and, oh, I'm going to get there, but it's when it becomes unhealthy and you want to give up that it's not beneficial.
0: I see a lot of that too, especially with virtual assistants. I find that so many of them give up very quickly because they're seeing all these people that are booked out or I was booked out within two months and they're on month eight and only have one client. So then they get frustrated and just, why am I doing this? I can't be successful and start to get into that criticism <laughs> trap. So it's definitely what you said about making sure it's a healthy level of inspiration instead of driving you into that criticism point of it.
1: And let's be honest, you know, when you're starting a new business, because I'm a fairly new business, even though I've been coaching for a few years, taking the leap from corporate to, okay, now I'm the only one providing my income here. I get stuck in comparison. I feel days that I'm frustrated because that's human nature, but we also have to have the tools to say, okay, why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? why am I not willing to give up on myself? Because I'm worth it. I'm worth the effort. I'm worth trying. I believe in my business. And those are the messages that I believe new business owners need to share with themselves. I'm new, but I'm okay. I'm working hard. I'm doing my best and it will happen.
0: I think it's so important to focus on too, because I would have thought that you would have been in this field for 10 years. You never know somebody's journey and what they've had to experience to get where they are, too. If you're comparing on social media, you're just seeing the highlights. You're not seeing the whole big picture of failed business launches and years of building their email list to 20,000 people that they can easily sell anything to at this point. Because everything takes time, whether that's accepting yourself or building a business, and your journey is going to be completely different than somebody else's.
1: Instagram is a great platform. It really is. But you definitely have to be aware of what's real and what's not. And I try to be very vulnerable and open with who I am and what my journey has been that's gotten me here. But not everyone out there is telling the truth. That's a big part of, I feel like
0: Instagram. You have two camps. There's the ones that look totally perfect and don't share failures or just share the highlights. And then there's the second camp that I personally resonate a lot more with that are more vulnerable. They share everything. They share more of themselves versus just the top highlights that they've experienced, whether it's in life or in business, they share everything the more vulnerable aspects of who they are and what their business has experienced as well.
1: Well, I loved you posted the other day, you said something about jumping on the video bandwagon or something like this. And you showed how your video had failed to upload. Yep. And I'm
0: like, is this a sign to me so that I shouldn't have even attempted it?
1: (laughs) No, and I love that because I know that I look to you for help in growing my own business, right? So to see somebody that is actually doing this and teaching it and sharing their experiences and their honest experience of, hey, it doesn't always work is so refreshing.
0: I feel like that's important. And I've really focused a lot on not just my brand voice, but my brand values in the last few months and about the type of business and brand I want to be seen as. I'm never going to have a program that's like your guide to 10K months. I focus more on how you feel in your business versus how much money you're making because you can be making a million dollars and be so unhappy and so stressed out. So what's the point? It's really more about how you're feeling about it versus the
1: tangible things that some people focus more on. Exactly. And I have found in my own life coaching businesses that when people feel better, they do better. They show up better. They are better in their business. They're better with their family. They're better with themselves. I think all of that being real and being true to yourself, it does have a financial benefit or a positive benefit, but that doesn't have to be what we're selling.
0: That's so true. And you just made me think of one of my first launches that really failed. And the reason why is because it was something that I felt like I had to create, but I wasn't excited about it at all. Whereas if I put out something that I'm really excited about and I'm really passionate about, it takes off for my audience better because it's obvious my excitement about it is infectious and I love what I'm doing. If I'm creating stuff that I don't really love, I don't want to do that. I created this business to do what I love to do, to have more freedom, to not be stuck doing things that I really dislike. So I think that's a really important point you touched on is to focus on what you love to
1: do and what brings you joy. Because usually when people start a new business, they're leaving something they didn't like. So why create something that you don't like to do? Every day, it makes no sense. Striving for more money. And as we all know, money does not equate to happiness.
0: I've said that multiple times. I think on social media, like if I created this business because it's what I love to do, if I had to be doing things that I really dislike doing, I would go back to a nine to five job because at least I'd have a steady paycheck. (laughs) I still wouldn't be happy, but at least I would have steady hours, a steady paycheck. And all that comes with it. I think it's really important to really do what you love because otherwise it's, especially in business, it's not sustainable if you don't love it.
1: And I personally love what I'm doing now. I struggle. Sure. We all do, but I'm so filled up by what I'm doing and when I am coaching and when I am touching clients in a way where they have those aha moments, to me, that's worth more than anything, knowing I'm making a difference. I
0: think that's the big factor of success is how you feel about the difference you're making and how it makes you feel. So I want to go back to what you do as a life coach, because I know a lot more people out there need life coaching. They maybe are curious about it, but they've never worked with a life coach before. So I love to hear about your thoughts on who would be best suited to hire a life coach, like who really needs it? Where are they at? How are they feeling? And how to find the life coach that is best for you, because I know it's similar to the two types of Instagram feeds we were talking about, like not all life coaches are going to be the best fit for everyone. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Absolutely. I think that you realize you need a life coach when you don't know where else to look. You have gone through therapy. You've read a hundred books. You've talked to all your friends. You just feel stuck. You just don't know where else to look. Maybe you're feeling anxious. Maybe there's a little bit of depression. Maybe you've lost interest in some of the things that you normally do. Or maybe you just have a grand idea, but you're so scared to take steps forward or to get into action. That's a great time to look at a life coach. And every life coach is very different. So there are health coaches, life coaches, business coaches, there are any number of coaches, but when you're looking for one, what you want to look for is somebody that you resonate with. Maybe it's their story, maybe it's their energy or their personality, but there's some connection between the two of you and a good life coach will say, Hey, we're not a good fit. I can't give you what you need. They should be asking you key questions about what's important to you and what are your drivers for coaching and why. I offer a complimentary curiosity call. And the reason I do that is for that reason. So people that have no idea what life coaching is, or if they should hire a life coach can have an opportunity to have that conversation. We can get to know each other. They can find out a little bit about me and how we work together. It's very much a personal decision, but I think that even if there's an inkling of, hmm, I wonder if that's for me, reach out and have the conversation because you have nothing to lose. There's no commitment in having a conversation. It's just a starting place to say yes or no.
0: I think that's a good step forward is to just open up that conversation because especially if it's a complimentary call, there's no pressure. It's just to see if you're a right fit, if coach is a right fit, because that's really important. I feel like, especially for life coaching, you want to connect with somebody who gets you, who can actually help you and that you connect with on a personal level.
1: I think another thing that's really important for the life coaching pieces, you have to be ready. So if somebody comes to me and they say, oh yeah, I'm interested in life coaching, tell me about it. And we have this conversation and I ask them, well, are you ready to be honest with yourself? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Are you ready to be vulnerable? If somebody's not ready to do the work, a life coach isn't going to solve any problem for you. Life coaching is really about someone coming to the table, ready To do the work, ready to start the new journey, ready to ask themselves the hard questions and move forward. You really have to be ready
0: and willing to open up and dive deep. Because I feel like the same with therapy. If you're going to therapy and you're just sitting there and not really doing the work or answering the questions, what are you there for? You need to be open to it.
1: Yes. And I say, life coaching, we really dig deep. And that scares some people like, oh, I don't really want to dig deep. But the difference is we're not digging deep into these old stories, like repeating the old story. We're just peeling off layers of things that aren't serving you and getting to the core of what it is you really want and what really drives you. I like to use the analogy of a rose. So you buy a rose. It's the small bloom. It's beautiful everyone's ooing and aahing over the beautiful roses on your table. And then they sit there for a few days and some of the leaves or petals get bruised and bent. And it's like, Oh, maybe it's time to toss those. No, what you do with the roses, you start peeling off those dead petals and underneath there's still that beautiful bud waiting. And I feel that's how women are. Our petals get a little bruised and beat up. And sometimes we're ready to just give up on ourselves. But still, at your core, you're still beautiful and innocent and unique. And you just have to dig a little deeper to find that.
0: I love that analogy. That was so visual. I just pictured it as you were saying it. (laughs) So I know you work with clients one on one and you also have a really awesome group coaching program. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? So, anyone listening that is connecting with you and wants to get in touch, like how can they work with you?
1: I do one on one coaching. And I also have a group program called Get Unstuck. It's a five-week program. It's an intimate group setting. So only 10 women in the group. So we remain confidential and a safe setting. We go through clarity on your values, mindset, what's keeping you stuck. So an awareness, and action, and then we follow up with a check-in. And it's just so valuable to have women going through different things, but in the same mindset of feeling stuck and trapped and not knowing how to get forward. So there's the group coaching. Again, there's the one-on-one coaching. I do have a website, www.wishonwildflowers.com, where there is freebies and a blog that has some great information on it. And then you can also find me on Instagram at wishonwildflowers.
0: Awesome. And we will have all of those links in the show notes as well as you also have a really awesome Facebook group that we're going to link in the show notes as well for people to join.
1: I do it. Thank you. <laughs> it's called confidently living your best life. Essentially, it's a great place to go and find positive Quotes. So I post quotes. I'll write a little blurb about them just to give people something to think about. And that's a great place to start changing your mindset and thinking a little bit different about things.
0: I love everything you put out on social media. I feel like anyone listening, if you need more positivity in your world and in your online space, you need to follow Sandra and get in touch with her because her light shines so brightly in everything she puts out and you're going to just love it and connect with everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time... Keep using your introvert superpowers.